0: It's a nice thing to have tight end one in the NFL on your roster, but what's next and how do they look this season in Kansas city? Welcome to locked on chiefs from the land of the free and the home of the
1: chiefs. This is the locked on chiefs podcast.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to another show. We're running down tight ends today. I hope you will join us in looking at not just at uh TE1, as we know across the league, but everybody on this roster that could be a factor in this coming season. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Locked On show for your next one because we are here five days a week. You everydayers know that. If you want to become a loco, make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube and get subbed on the Spotify and audio platforms. That means that you're there every day just like we are. We appreciate that. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you want to get on the text line, Join us at 816-357-8781, just text us there, and you can get involved. I'm looking forward to this one because there's a lot uh, that goes under the radar at this particular position. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGR Football.
1: And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and we do appreciate you listening. Thank you so much, and since this is our 4th of July episode, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day for those of you in the U.S., and uh, yeah, somebody gets and happy another birthday year to older. you,
0: Mister Clark.
1: Let's <laughs> yeah. not forget that. Let's not let's not breeze no, past I, that. I'm okay that we forget that one. That's okay.
0: I mean, but, it's a heck of a celebration for you every year. I'll just say that.
1: Yep, it is. I I love the fireworks every year. So hope you enjoy your fourth. Uh, For those of you in the U.S. and thank you all for listening. Really enjoy doing this, and it is great to have tied end one on the roster. Uh, Tight end one against uh, you know across the entire NFL. That's fantastic to have. Uh Really. This is what we've kind of talked about at this position, though, for the past several years is they got to find somebody behind him, and that's really the big question mark. Yeah,
0: and and I think when we take a look, obviously there's a lot of candidates. We're going to go through them all, but we're going to spend a moment on Travis Kelsey because uh, across the league, he is considered the best, not only in this league currently, but surely a Hall of Famer at this point. Uh, there's going to be an argument about first ballot Tony catch. Yeah, I, it's, it, yeah, it's not going to be a question. There's going to be an argument about can he catch Tony G. And when you're talking about that level of accomplishment, you can't really undermine it. One thing that we saw Tony be great at that we have to see Travis be great at is longevity.
1: Yeah. Uh, and really quick, I do want to give a shout-out to our buddy Seth Kaiser who just did a piece on Travis Kelsey in his – Uh, longevity across the league, I guess you would say, or his greatness across the league. Um, He is obviously lapped the field when it comes to number of tight ends that have had seasons over a thousand yards. Uh, He is more than lapped the field. If he gets another thousand yard season this season, which I expect, he will have eight in a row and he will double up the next highest tight end, which has four. So a lot there. Now, the other thing that really is interesting is Seth also points out that Tony, G, sorry, not Tony G, uh, Kelsey is also on the cusp of passing somebody else in the playoffs with most playoff catches, most playoff yards, and most playoff touchdowns. And that's the great Jerry Rice. Kelsey mm. can catch him possibly this season in all three of those categories.
0: I mean, if that doesn't say enough about what that is, I, I mean, Jerry Rice, arguably the best wide receiver to ever play the game, right? You can argue Chris I, Carter, Randy Moss. So I get those. I don't think
1: you can argue, but that's that's my opinion. I think Rice I, I, is number one wide receiver I, all the way around.
0: I would happen to agree with you. But just to say that, and from the tight end position, that's what's so difficult about what we're talking about today is that it's to be a backup to a guy that has a shot at being the greatest tight end in history is not only a tall order, but it's a hard fit because of how unique Travis Kelsey is he really is. And you'll you'll hear this from players around the league. And I, I know I just saw someone say it again recently. Travis Kelsey's a big wide receiver. Yes, he can line up in line and be a tight end. But the majority of his work, the things that make him who he is and how good he is, is by being a route runner and, and a, a stand-up wide receiver, really, that's split out in all kinds of alignments and can do a little bit of everything.
1: Well, and I think one of the other things that really stands out to me, and I can't remember, I saw this last week, and I don't remember if it was Bleacher Report or somebody else uh, where Kelsey was on the podcast and somebody actually called him out for being soft. And the whole reason I bring it up is because I don't know that I would call Kelsey soft, because if you look at one of the reasons why he is so effective, it's because he does things where, uh, and I'm thinking it was against the Raiders maybe last year. I know there's one against the Chargers a couple of seasons ago where he catches the ball you know, 20 yards from the end zone probably runs 40 yards to score, and he's outrunning other people on the field as opposed to running them over. You want to call him soft because he doesn't run over people. I want to say he's playing smarter because he has longevity that those other tight ends that are not able to stay healthy, uh, namely Gronk and Kittle, come to mind in that regard. I think that's really where his game comes from and, and why he is so good at what he is doing because he doesn't give his body the pounding that those guys do trying to run people over.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. Like I I would have classified him, you know, in years past as a finesse type tight end, right? Because of, of that same aspect. But when you get to this age, it's not about how you play. It's how long you play. And so I, I agree with you. I think that shifts towards that actually plays into that. You still see him. What I mean, don't tell Derwin James because Derwin stopped him on the, the goal well, line. That's, that's ago, the right? yeah, one lost. that
1: specifically they talked about. <laughs> it, so and I he, mean, admits, <laughs> he admits maybe he is soft. But, again, he talked about specifically his longevity because of the way he plays.
0: Yeah. And I think you also see the pluses of that, too. There was that one, like, long stretch. He left from, like, the five-yard line to get into the end zone. And so those are our abilities that not everybody has, certainly not at the tight end position. When you talk about who's next, it's Kittle. It's Mark Andrews. Uh, Andrews can't do anything athletically similar to Travis Kelsey. And Kittle, is it's hard to see sometimes. You know what I mean? Like he's got a little bit of more athleticism in him, but the uniqueness that Travis Kelsey is makes it hard to back up. So the search right now in Kansas City is, if Travis needed to take it two games off, who do you play that can actually get things done in a similar way or at least a similar production style. We're going to talk about Jody Fortz and Noah Gray right after this. But first, I got to tell you about our pals because they do a great job at getting you what you need. And there's, you know, there's potential hires out there for whatever position you're looking for, right? It's it's high stakes for small businesses right now. If you want 100% certainty that you're going to get the best qualified candidates available, you got to go to LinkedIn Jobs. And that's how you find the right people for the right team faster and for free. You can just post your job, write it up however you like, get all your criteria and add your job plus that purple hashtag hiring frame on LinkedIn. So that profile tells people that you are looking for help that you need. Simple tools like screening questions and make it easy to focus on the right candidates with the right skills and experience that can actually help you. It's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs the number one spot in delivering quality hires versus all their leading competitors. And right now you can get in on it. LinkedIn jobs helps you find those qualified candidates to talk to you faster and for free by posting your jobs for free. You can do that at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, which is right below me here. If you're watching on YouTube, Uh, make sure you like and sub that is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. The job that I would advertise is pretty straightforward. And that is need somebody to help Trav out and (laughs) You know, we've made a we've made a lot of projections uh, in years past. I think the similarity that I – the guy that I would call the primary backup is that Jody Fortson used to be a wide receiver as well. And I think that's really where it, it becomes key in, in making that – it's not ever going to be a one-for-one, one, but it is going to be somebody with a similar, similar skill set. Uh, and as we jump over here and take a look at the roster – uh, via cheese.com uh, this is the official list at, at the moment uh, you see the Jody Foster's uh, Jody Fortson Jody Foster's an actress that I forget sometimes uh, but Jody is is quite a bit different in terms of weight he's listed 226 I think he's actually a little bit leaner than that but the height's all the same he's not uh, as tall as Travis Kelsey he's got a good wingspan he's got great leaping ability and I think in terms of being able to execute the offense in some of the the more unique things that Travis does, I think Jody is clearly still the best option. I would call him the number two right now until further notice. Uh, our lads, our friends over there, do not agree. And I think that's mostly because of the big question mark with Jody Fortune is always availability.
1: Yeah, it's availability, but it's also uh, the past couple seasons have been availability. It's, I don't know, I, I think he could be. I think he could too.
0: There's a lot of things that he can do. We've seen him go for that sky ball. He's got that point of of attack. We lost Chris for a second, but as soon as he's back, uh we'll get his thoughts on Jody.
1: I do think yeah, I do think Jody is is probably I think it's a mix between Noah and Jody, quite honestly, for tight end two. Uh Jody is closer to what Travis can do uh physically in a lot of different ways. Uh Jody is a Former basketball player—that's where he really came from. Uh, always a guy that I would like to see them try to get the ball to more in the end zone area uh, and inside the twenty. Uh, use him in the red zone a lot. I think that would be a good use for him, uh, but it hasn't happened because he can't stay on the field. And part of that is because he—if he is around the two twenty area—I uh, think he's probably a little heavier than what he's listed. I think he's probably closer to two thirty. But hmm. think about what that means weight-wise compared to where Travis is. That 30 pounds really does affect how you're able to take hits and how you're able to do things. And you go back to what we were talking about with Travis Kelsey about being labeled as soft. It's one of those things. If you were in a situation and you're trying to run somebody over versus running around them, and Fortson's great at running around them, but Kelsey's body, he has learned not to take direct hits. I don't think Fortson's quite there yet. I think that's one of the biggest things. If he could figure out, he'd have a much better time.
0: Yeah, I I think that's fair. You know, in in terms of being who the the backup is, maybe it's difficult to even put in in Kansas City of who's the two and who's the three because Jody Fortson is so much slanted towards the wide receiver position. And honestly, Noah Gray is so much slanted towards the H-back, fullback type position version of what a tight end can be. They're opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the versatility of a tight end. So I really see them, I I can see where you're coming from, uh, not really naming one of them as the the backup. It's going to be situational. But as we look at what we expect the offense to shift towards in 2023, that is more double tight end sets, I feel. And so it it makes me feel like there's going to be a triangle, really, of who's going to be on the field. It'll be Fortune and Kelsey at times. It'll be Bray and Kelsey at times. What I'm really hoping for is there are times where you can take Trav off and let him rest up, and it could be Jody Fortson and Noah Gray together as double tights, and I think that's something that they do want to use enough that that warrants those kind of looks. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I do think that that would be a great thing to be able to look at is having Kelsey and – or not Kelsey, I'm sorry, Fortson and Gray on the field at the same time. I think that if you can get to that point, you're in a great position because – one of the things we talked about, and and I think that it becomes a bigger factor the older Travis gets every single season. Get him off the field for, you know, 20, 25, 30% of the snaps. Doesn't need to play all those snaps. If he, I think he could still get over a thousand yards pretty easily at 70 to 75% of the snaps versus 80% of the snaps. Agree. And yes, he may not catch. Tony Gonzalez. When it comes to yardage, unless he plays another five or six seasons, if you start lowering down the times he's on the field, but I think that gets him another season or two, maybe even longer. If you if you start looking at it, obviously I think he's going to be fine this season. I don't think that there's going to be a problem in the next in 2024. You know, you start talking about can he play to 2025, 2026, 2027? How long can he go? Is really going to be that question there?
0: Yeah, uh, agreed. I don't know that we see the end of it right now. Everybody does hit a time right. where they start to drastically slow. I think we saw after the foot injury two years ago that there was a little bit of a drop-off for Travis. I think he's probably only about 90, 95% of what he was, say, at his peak. But a lot of tight ends by now, they're down at like 50% of what they were. So yep. I, I think this is going to be more of a steady decline for him, so I can see him making that. I think that's, that's the best. But how do you sprinkle them in? Those two guys are going to be up top. The question becomes, how are you going to supplement? Who are you going to bring in in packages? What is the 53 going to look like? There's a lot of depth here to come. We're going to take a deep look at whether the belldozer is back with us or not right after this. I know there's a ton of Wichita fans. Chris is one of them. They want to see Blake Bell on this roster continually and have the hometown kid. And I like the concept. Now, clearly, when you look... Travis Kelsey's 33. Blake Bell's two years younger and was never the athlete that Travis has, but you have to give Blake Bell credit for for lasting in the league this long and fulfilling a role that I think is more and more specific for Kansas City. My question to you is, is it worth a 53-man slot right now in its current state?
1: To be clear, I am a fan because he's from Wichita, and I, I appreciate that. But I will say I am going to be kind of okay, regardless of whether or not he's going to be on the roster. It would be great to have him because he's a Wichita kid. Uh, he's also a legacy, if you want to look at yeah. it that way. Uh, so, you know, I, as far as it goes with Blake Bell, the question is, is can he be beat out by somebody else? Uh, I don't foresee a scenario where Fortson and or Gray aren't on the 53-man roster, obviously assuming neither of them get hurt in the preseason but, or training camp, but... When you start talking about the guys behind Blake Bell, it's a question of, okay, can Bushman come in and do what Blake Bell does? Maybe. What does Kendall Blanton bring to this team? It's it's just a question of what these guys bring when, it, when the lights come on, when the pads come on, what can they do? Blake Bell is mostly a blocking tight end in, in this offense. He doesn't get, catch the ball much. He doesn't get thrown to very much. He can be thrown to. He has caught mm-hmm. balls, and he has caught some bigger balls. But it's not a matter of that's not his normal job. His normal job is to be on the field and block.
0: That's true. And so the question becomes, given everything else that you need to do, given the wide receiver situation, which we are going to cover here coming up, folks. Again, uh, the next few days are going to be all about where this roster sits going into camp. We're waiting on Chris Jones news. We should see that report day for rookies and quarterbacks is the 18th. So we're coming up on it quickly. If you're ready for Chiefs football, you're in luck because it's coming. The thing for me is going to be, given all those wide receivers, is can you afford to carry four? I think think Andy Reid always wants to have four on the active roster in the 53. But there's plenty of room on the practice squad, and I think what we've seen over the years is tight ends are pretty popular on there. Matt Bushman was on the practice squad last year. Um, I, I think between Matt Bushman, Blake Bell, and Kendall Blanton, there's enough that you could see all three of them stay on the practice squad if they elect not to have four on the 53.
1: But I think, I think that's a little much. I, in my mind, I think that you're in a scenario where they're going to have four on the roster. And the question to me, is, is it going to be Bushman, Blanton, or Bell? And I think one of those other guys is going to end up on the practice squad. I don't foresee a situation with where Blake Bell is now in his career, and I could be wrong. But I don't foresee a situation where if he gets cut, he can't come back on the practice squad. I think that he could come back on the practice squad uh, and be somebody that could come up and contribute a couple of times during the season. Bushman and and Bland are going to be the big question marks. I mean, how many B how many B tight ends do we have to have on this <laughs> roster? Because it's just it's a little confusing. But what does Bland bring? I mean, that's that's the big key is is He's shown a couple of different things in his career so far. Can he expand on those? Can he get better? He's a young guy. That's something he's got going for him. he's 6'6", 260. That's something he has going for him. If he can move, you know, being six 6'6", he's a tall target. Mm-hmm. Uh, being 260, he's a guy that should be able to block him and, and block decently enough. Uh, we'll see if that ends up turning out to be the case. And Bushman's one of those guys that's more of a, a Blake Bell type. So, is he able to be better than he was last season? And I think he was actually close to getting to a point where maybe he could challenge for a roster spot before he got hurt.
0: I agree, and and I'll tell you this: when I go back, um, what's interesting that you, you call Kendall Blanton young, and and I agree with you in terms of like snaps and and uh, wear and tear. He certainly is, but he and Jody Fortson and Bushman are all twenty seven years old. The only guys older than them are Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey. And the only guy that's younger than them is Noah Gray. And so I, I think it's really intriguing that Bushman has only been uh, because of the mission and he played at BYU and the extension there. Like he's an older prospect when he entered the league coming off sure. of a knee injury. And he's had a really good off season to this point. OTAs and manager minicamp made some plays. And I agree with you. He was pushing before. If you need somebody, he's he's certainly lighter than Blake Bell. He's younger than Blake Bell. I won't say that he can get close to, to Jody Fortson or Travis Kelsey's athleticism, but he's another big body. That's closer to that. than Blake Bell is, and certainly Kendall Blanton, who I think uh, I've seen him make a couple of decent catches, but I think he's, he's got probably the most power out of these guys learning to use it and play leverage is, I think the challenge there, but I could see, I think it's between bell and Bushman to make the 53. Uh, Well, and I've, Sorry, go ahead. I'm trying not to project because I want Bushman because I've seen him do things uh, on college film that I, I am intrigued by thinking he can make the adjustment. It's kind of do or die, though, at 27 years old.
1: Yeah, it is. And I'm I'm just curious to see how this ends up turning out. I think that you see Blanton and you see Bushman, and it's going to be a question. How do, how do these players show up? What do they show in training camp? What do they show in the preseason games? Uh, and, what, and I understand they're not that much younger than Blake Bell. But when you look at the number of seasons they've got in the NFL, you look at the number of snap counts they have in the NFL, Blake Bell has a lot more wear and tear on his body because he's been in the NFL so long than you have otherwise. So, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the big question. And to me, I think Bushman and Blanton can push for the roster. I don't know. One of them may make it, one of them may not, you know, one of them may make it. I don't think both of them can uh, without injuries happening, but can one of them make it over Blake Bell? Possibly. Uh, can both of them be on the practice squad? I don't think that if the key four tight ends are going to have two on the practice squad, it's possible, but I don't, I don't foresee that with only having 16 spots, keeping two tight ends seems a little much.
0: It's all, uh, all about uh, upside as far as I'm concerned. So, Let's see what happens there. Let me ask you one question, though. If your top three tight ends are out and you have to run a pop pass to a tight end inside in the A-gap, who will you pick it?
1: The top three are out? Yeah.
0: You got to have one of your B guys. Bushman, Bell, or Blanton?
1: Because Blake Bell has done it, i probably Blake Bell. Okay. I'm
0: squarely in the Bushman
1: range. Well, no, and it could be Bushman. I just haven't seen enough from him to give me that confidence that he would get it done. I've seen enough from Blake Bell to think that he could figure out something and maybe maybe get it done. But I understand why you say Bushman. And you sit here and you look at the roster. This is a position that Kansas City definitely needs to start thinking about investing more in in the future. Yeah, they have Noah Gray, who's 24. That could be great. But they need to get younger at the position as well. You start talking about Fortson, Bell's, you know, in his 30s, Fortson and Blanton and – uh, Bushmen are all in their you know late 20s at this point, and I don't think any of them are going to be guys that can really push for a starting position, regardless of Travis Kelsey. Uh, so, they need to be getting younger at that position. and That's something that they're going to have to look at in the, in the near future.
0: Yeah, I agree. Matt Nagy, I'm counting on you to come up with something interesting for uh, the backup, backup, backup tight ends. So... We look forward to that offense. We look forward to you guys. Make sure that you like, sub, and hit the bell. You everydayers, I know you guys are set up, but if you want to be an everydayer, you got to get in on it. Like and sub on YouTube. Get on the Spotify platform. Get on uh, the subscription on Apple as well. We appreciate your time. More to come. Matt Derek's going to join me tomorrow. We're going to be back looking at this roster again Thursday and Friday. Do not miss it. We're here every day. We hope you will be as well. Thanks for spending your time with us. I certainly enjoyed this show, and uh, happy birthday to Chris. Happy Independence Day to all of you. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.